0: yo what's going on everyone it's brian and jim here with drink a beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of the power hour
1: how's it going everybody welcome to episode 86 how you doing okay. tonight
0: very good and we want to once again before we get into this one say thank you to the guys from console wars because that was another really fun episode i think every time we get together with those guys it's just a ton of fun
1: Oh yeah, we always love being able to talk to Dan and Pat. So, Pat we've been able to talk to a lot more lately. We've known Dan longer, obviously. But now both great top guys. Obviously, check the links in the old video. Watch the old video, too. But watch all their shit. They make great content.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: They're like those guys that it seems like everyone in the YouTube sphere just loves them. So, how can you not?
0: I mean, they are the more uh, real guys that we've ever met.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not just yeah.
1: Just very right, good. We suck their dick enough.
0: <laughs> Jim, if your mother taught you anything, you can never stop sucking enough.
1: Look, Brian, I'm a gentleman <laughs> here. I don't after the after we finish I don't keep sucking. I'm not a monster.
0: But you didn't say what a lovely tea party.
1: Not this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Jim. Speaking of
1: tea and you and sucking, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm keeping with some more pumpkin-y beer because we're still in halloween season so i'm going with the flying or no the dogfish head pumpkin ale the classic what's that isn't it just called pumpkin no it's called pumpkin ale pumpkin ale yeah seven percent alcohol by volume nothing written on it besides brown ale brewed with pumpkin brown sugar allspice cinnamon and nutmeg
0: yeah, the, speaking of uh, sucking things off, when we first started this page, people could not stop blowing this beer about it being the best pumpkin beer ever. And Jim and I have reviewed it. We've probably talked about it a few times on here. I, it's very just average, like if not like a little better than average. But the way people used to talk about it, they'd make it sound like it was, like, the, another 90-minute IPA or something. Like, a lot of things from Dogfish Head got a ton of love. Yeah. But it, it's still good beer. I just want to make that clear.
1: Yeah, I think, like, 2013, 2014-ish, like, Dogfish Head was definitely, like, one of the premier craft breweries out there. Like, a lot of places have caught up to them since then. But they're still good. Like, you're not going to go wrong drinking their beer. But, yeah, like, even starting this now, I'm just like, yeah, this is an average pumpkin beer. There's nothing special about it.
0: Nice. It's fine. Are you sticking with just that tonight, or are you switching it up? No, I have another one. I'll
1: get to that when we get there.
0: Okay. So I'm doing two different ones, and one I'm sure you can figure out, Jim. I'm sticking with uh, finishing off the six-pack of the ah. Yingling, uh Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Man, even with the comment of me saying, I'm just going to try it, you can see how divisive this beer is. Instantly. I, I, I still don't get the pure unadulterated hate for both Yingling and Hershey's, apparently. Like, apparently yeah. Europeans hate fucking Hershey's.
1: Well, Europeans hate, like, American bulk chocolate in general. Because yeah. they like that gritty, pure, dark chocolate garbage that, you know, it's more close to real chocolate, but it also doesn't taste as good. I don't See, this is why they don't have good teeth, because they don't have good taste buds either. It's from years <laughs> of just having to acclimate to everything. Jim, don't hate on the Europeans! I love them, except for everything about them except dean? for dean dean's a sweetheart
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you i know will love this although i, I always forget with you because you're weird about so many things sure. um do you like chocolate or not really what like in general like in beer especially like i know you had those like ch- uh, the, recently those like that german chocolate cake and stuff but is it like
1: too sweet for you sometimes no um, i haven't had one yet that was too sweet for the most part they have a nice blend to it so i still need to try the yingling one but i'm sure i'd probably like it like i like chocolate beer
0: yeah i mean it tastes if you like hershey's chocolate it legit tastes and that's the number one thing even my brother tried it who does not like uh porters or stouts at all but he's like oh it's like drinking hershey's chocolate in a porter that's the best way I'm going to describe it. It's very smooth. Um, I don't get the hate. And I don't think people realize. I think they think that Yingling took their lager and put Hershey's in it, not realizing it's a porter. So people are, like, busting on the, like, Yingling lager. I'm like, you know, that's not the beer they use as a base,
1: right? Like, right. It's
0: a fucking porter.
1: I bet, now, I bet if they just took their lager and put chocolate in it, it probably taste like dog shit. But yeah. Yeah, but like a chocolate porter is pretty standard. It's like chocolate porters and coffee porters and crap like
0: that. Yeah, it's a thick son of a bitch. Um, they don't have shit for Yingling never has shit for information. No, nah. doesn't even have percentage. I, I'm guessing five to six. Probably That's,
1: standard Yingling.
0: Yeah, but goes down smooth as hell. And then yeah, I'll, I'll save my next beer for when we get to it.
1: Ah, right, cool. Good choices. Good choices. So now, Bri, as we keep with tradition, what have you been Mm -hmm. playing?
0: Oh, dude. So, been going through, obviously. Uh, Got back into streaming. Gonna stay more consistent again. Assuming I don't have any crazy plans like I have. Um, But Doom Eternal. And, yeah, that game... It just takes everything from the 2016 Doom and improves upon it. The weapons have a little bit more versatility your movement has a little bit more you can do there's just it feels like a more even flushed and the doom 2016 game is one of the best fpss of our generation so to improve upon that is just like oh okay this makes sense um outside of that like i dicked around with dead by daylight for a while and more among us Like that game is still I feel like, though, in a little bit of time since we started playing it, like, I'm just seeing so many more people that just aren't playing the game, like, at all. Like, the right way. They're just all trolls now. It's, it's all trolls, and apparently,
1: apparently there's a big hacking problem in it now, too. Probably not so much on the mobile version, but I think the Steam's turning into a dumpster fire.
0: Also, what the hell? I've been in two games where people are like, let's play hide and seek. I don't know how to play hide and seek. I haven't actually successfully done that. So I don't know what that actually entails, but I don't know. Like, how do you, is the imposter just find you and you let them kill you? Like, I don't get what how you play hide and seek in that game.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't done it. I actually kind of fell off with Among Us. Like, I maybe played like one game this past week. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. What else you been playing though? Uh, I didn't. I had a house guest this week, and I was also sick for a little while, so I didn't play a lot. But I did dick around with. Um, so for those who don't know, Sega is celebrating their 60th. They're doing all the crazy shit this year, like the Astro City Mini Arcade and the Mini Game Gears, and all these Steam releases that they're putting out there for free. So I dicked around with two of them that they, I think they just delisted already. So the Golden Axe. Uh, prototype from like 2013 and that streets of camera basically the uh yakuza series splashed in on top of streets of rage 2
0: yeah i saw that that was interesting combo um what do you think of it so far
1: okay streets of Kamarochu and i'm actually doing a i'm putting together a quick little let's play because there's not a lot to say um Basically, it's the first stage of Streets of Rage 2. It's exactly Streets of Rage 2, just with Yakuza pixel art. And, yeah, you just keep playing the first stage over and over and over again. And it, like, gets gradually harder every time. But, like, if you have any good knowledge base of Streets of Rage, like, you can basically play forever. Which, Hmm. I will explain in that video, holy crap, how long some people must have been playing. But, uh, because there's a new leaderboard. The biggest draw, I guess, for anyone to keep playing it is the online leaderboard. So, if you want to be first place, prepare to put, like, all what I can only assume to be, like, days of action into it. Hmm. And then, uh, Golden Axe, which... I'm going to break tradition and skip Patreon real quick, because it mm-hmm. uh, melds into our next article. Our first article. And Golden Axe, for those of you who don't know, is... Basically, long story short, they were working on a prototype for a new Golden Axe game back in 2012, 2013. Yeah. And... It got axed. Ha <laughs> <So, laughs> ha!
0: Jim, you did a play on words. I didn't do it. Think it did it.
1: Really, right, Jim. Does it make it worse that you can see my faces? I do it. I,
0: I mean, it's kind of the face I was expecting, but <laughs> it, it just—it makes it a little worse. It really does. <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't oh, did. you
1: dare! I just gave you. <laughs> so. When it came out, it was like, oh, cool, Sega's putting this thing out there that no one ever saw before. That's neat. Until yeah. until controversy struck right away. So a weird thing about it was they put it out there, but I guess to temper expectations, the original write-up was like, oh, hey, this kind of crappy, kind of janky, product-of-its-time prototype from 2013. Which, you look at that and you go, that's a little odd, but all right, I guess they're playing it extra safe. Until one of the guys who was like the lead designer for it by the name of Tim Dawson. And he went on a rant. So link will be below. But the long story short, it starts off with, woke up to the surprising news that Sega's releasing the Golden Axe prototype that I coded in 2012 under crunch conditions. At least I'm not alone, because this is a surprise to everyone, which is also funny, because it, when you hit start, it does a little crawl, like enjoy this weird little prototype. You know, some we talked to some of the developers behind it and they're excited for this release. Turns out it wasn't really the people who worked on the game. My mm-hmm. guess is that it was people in Sega's breasts that are like, oh, yeah, throw this out there. So he goes on this long story, basically, around how he, him and his team worked on the Castle of Illusion remake that they did for PSN. And it's a that's a really good remake. But I guess they did that under, like, extreme conditions, too, and they, like, crapped out an actually really good game. So they put them on this. So, he basically worked on it with, uh, who's the other guy? Santana Mishra. And they kind of just worked on it under, like, two weeks of conditions, pulling, like, 14-hour days. And when they finally showed the Sega's brass, it was, like, they kept getting these notes about, like, they wanted, like, a God of War-style game. But, like, you can take Golden Axe but make it darker and more bloody, which they're like, eh, okay. But they were under the impression that they could make the game that they wanted to make. Hmm. So, they worked on it, like, dogs for two weeks, had this playable prototype, showed it to Sega to basically crickets. And he's basically coming it down to um, the fact that they wanted, like, a God of War ripoff, which they never knew. And it's weird because, like, the combat in there is working. It's actually, like, a nice-looking game. And they're just basically saying, where's the wow factor? So he wanted, like, a 3D brawler. And they're like, why don't you just make a pre-rendered video, and then we'll make a game later. Which, that always works out well.
0: Yeah...
1: And yeah, so they did everything and like it is polished and he built revealed the final build and the same management team that nagged him lined up to tell him how good it was. And he's just like, what? And then a little bit later, they're just like, oh wait, no, we're canceling it. So from the Steam page, his final line was from the Steam page, the original write-up Golden Axed may be janky, maybe buggy, may be an artifact of its time, but it offers a unique glimpse into the prospect of a project that could have been go fuck yourself parasites uh,
0: so okay um few questions yeah so you said this was available on that thing the
1: for steam yeah i think as of today it got unlisted okay so they only had it up there for maybe a week
0: and how many... free, it
1: was a free download
0: yeah so how many other games uh, it was just this and that yakuza game right the yakuza well a... st-
1: Apparently, Knights was free for a bit, and they took it down. But apparently, if I can go to Sega Sixtieth and sign up for like a newsletter, I can re-download it. So, okay, I'll do that later. But it was, it was the Yakuza game. It was Golden Axe. Um, it was uh, what is what is it called? Armor of something or other, which is like it's almost like combat but redone, yeah. which actually okay. looks like a fun thing we can do. So that's free. And then uh. Endless Zone, which is like a love letter to Fantasy Zone, which I it's like a series I just got into and I really like it, so I'm excited to play that. That's like four levels apparently, and then a okay. the couple skins for like Two Point Hospital and a Sonic skin for Fall Guys, and then something else. Oh yeah, and Sonic 2 is free as well. So if you want to download Sonic the Hedgehog <clears> for the billionth time.
0: Okay, so I'm looking at Golden Axe right now. The gameplay. Um,
1: he was also pissed off for the opening screen where it, like it was Golden Axe and then <laughs> Axe get it because we. We axed it. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's shitty. As This kind of goes back to what we talked about. Um, I forget wh- which specific company. I think it was Project Red went with like you know them putting their people in their crunch time for cyberpunk. But yeah, this is one of those shitty things where when you work for a company, unfortunately, no matter how much blood, sweat, and tears you put into it, it ultimately is their IP, and if they choose to release an unfinished version of a game that can lead to your criticism, they can do it. If anything, I would say it's a testament to that. If these guys were able to complete this in two weeks, under the conditions, if it's true, I mean, that's. I look at that as kind of like a win, almost. Um,
1: yeah, I guess a win they couldn't celebrate until seven years later.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really weird part.
1: I think... But, the weirdest thing to me is, like, calling it axed and, like, calling it janky. Like, to me, this just screams of, like, some project manager over at Sega who's just held a grudge for all this time, and he found, like, an excuse to put this out there. Like, when calling it axed and, like, writing it the way you did, it's almost like they're trying to embarrass the people who worked on it. Like, it is. It, it seems personal to me. Like, there's, it seems like there's no reason to ever put this out there unless you're just trying to shit on the guy.
0: I feel like it could be that or, like, someone's bright idea of, like, hey, you know what? Like, everyone loves irony and things being bad, and this is, like, our way of being a meme. Like Maybe. I could see someone's, like, bright idea doing that. They're like, let's make fun of ourselves because everyone loves self-deprecating humor and, you know, kind of like da-da-da-da-da. I mean, for all Tim Dawson, I, I can appreciate what he went through. But his Twitter handle is also ironic account.
1: So he he's an artist. It's I, exactly
0: so that's why. So if he was around people like that, I can see why it was released. Who
1: knows? Maybe he's a pain in the ass too. You never know.
0: <laughs> I don't know, Jim. What would I don't, you take from I, that Twitter
1: handle? I, I don't know. I don't. I can. It's judging a book by its cover is very easy with a Twitter handle like that. But you never know. But even without that, I mean, I'll have to check more of his shit to see. I don't know what the guy's like. But I will give him credit. Like, I have it. I played through it. It only takes you, like, eight minutes to get through it. Like, it's the first level of the game. You don't even get a boss fight. But the graphics are pretty nice. Like, there's some cool lighting effects. um, There's cool lighting effects. The combat is, like, it feels like Golden Axe. So if you like Golden Axe, you'll probably really like the combat. Like, it's weirdly stiff and floaty, but it's, like, familiar but it's yeah. still like it surprisingly works. Like the hick detections for what it is, it's fine. The thing that was driving me fucking nuts was it shows your magic bar up top, and I'm like, Oh, I want to throw magic, I wanna throw magic. And no matter what button combination I was doing, I couldn't figure it the fuck out. Turns <laughs> out it was never programmed, it's just like a placeholder there. So I was like, God yeah. damn it. So besides <laughs> driving myself crazy like that like you yeah, have infinite lives, it's just a thing to dick around with. But it's a cool little it's like a cool little glimpse of like history and what could have been, but also of like a corporation being a dick unintentionally making himself look like a dick like it's just a weird situation
0: no and, and here's the thing i mean i think for true fans of golden axe series they probably got a lot of joy out of this i've mentioned before i'm a patreon for uh that puppet combo who does all those horror games right and a lot of times like every month no matter what they release something. And they're usually working on a really big game and they give you updates. But in the meantime, they'll still either say, here's a short little game or here's a prototype of a few other games that we never finish. But if you want to play around with them. And it's kind of cool because you get to see, and especially when you get their background, it makes you appreciate the game development cycle more. So I wish if if companies like Sega or Nintendo have prototypes of lots of old games, I wouldn't mind seeing like early stages. Um, yeah. One of the games, well, it's safe for me to say it because it'll be out by now. But I reviewed A Nightmare on Elm Street, and that game was originally meant to be you playing as Freddy going around terrorizing and torturing all the teenagers. Really? And they have screenshots and footage well, not footage, but screenshots of what it looked like. Dude, it looks so much better and so much more fun. If they could release that prototype. I would love that, but obviously they canned it, I think because of the controversy years before with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Atari and its Nintendo. They probably didn't want it to be too crazy. Right. But I would love that. Like, release all your old prototypes of shit you never came out with. Your fa- fans would eat that up in a second.
1: No, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's a cool thing to have. Weird situation, but... It's always cool, and like, uh, and to your point, like Nintendo, as we saw like a month ago, they're pretty good about keeping like records. Like they had all those old models from Donkey Kong Country that they never used, and they had all this different clips and video stuff back and forth. So, I'm sure they have like a whole plethora of like unusable, unplay- like somewhat playable demos. So that'll be cool to see.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, come on, tell me, most people if they did it on the Switch, especially on the eShop, it's like. A twenty-dollar bundle of like fifty prototypes. Oh, people would buy it. Classics, yeah, of course. You'd buy it.
1: Eh, maybe. I'm not like. I'm like, eh, prototype. I want to make it ten bucks, maybe. Ten bucks for fifty prototypes. That might be uh, enticing. (laughs) Jim,
0: you would spend it if they had the right two or three games on it. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but yeah no i mean honestly yeah you should check out tim dawson's account and he did release a lot of side-by-side footage of what he was
1: developing
0: and what's different and he just talks about it in great depth so it's interesting um if it's it cool, is a it's cool to pull back, face, back that veil that a little bit yeah but then again like i said i think some people glamorize and think that like video game companies are like this like Super moral, whatever. It's like, oh, no, I don't think anyone thinks shit. that.
1: I don't think anyone thinks video game companies are moral.
0: Well, you know what I mean. I think some people. It's like just like when everyone knows wrestling was fake, even as a kid, you kind of like, really is this real? But I, I you think go along with it.
1: There's people who will stand anything out there that they truly love, but yeah. I don't think even like the hardest stands out there would still know in the back of their head. Yeah, they're kind of shit.
0: But um, but you're right. They'll stand it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Just like basically. It's the only way Nintendo's still alive. Cause
1: it's not from their customer service. Look, they release like seven first-party titles per generation, but they're all quality. So you know, it keeps people coming back. But then they charge
0: you and have terrible hardware and no online support. And
1: well, they got bitch, things. Things are there. Bitch
0: about, bitch about YouTube. <laughs> he did. That was a that was yeah. a that was a black spot. Yeah, they're behind the times. What can you say? <laughs> so now that that's a good uh, good thing you threw up there.
1: Yeah. So, going back to the normal there, moving on to Patreon, where, at patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single episode of this Power Hour podcast. And also, a quick shout-out to Kev and John, our two newest patrons, so thank you guys! Thanks, guys, really appreciate it. Now keep up with the posts and ask, ask questions, God damn it, Use your $2. <laughs> First up, from G to the Next Level. If you could have a full collection of games for one of these systems, which would it be and why? The Neo Geo AES or the TurboGrafx-16? Chas. Uh
0: The Neo Geo AES-1, because it's such a goddamn expensive system and collection that... And, and the games are just better. Like, they're going to look better. They're going to play better. Jim, don't give me that face. Regardless of your boner for turbografx Graphics. Don't act like it's gonna be better than Neo Geo games. They obviously look
1: better. Neo Geo obviously sound better
0: better, and they play better. It's just Jim. I I get you have a boner for Turbo Graphics, but that's crazy. I'd be like if I was saying, Jim, would you rather for the Nintendo or the Vectrex? And you heard some craziness, but the Vectrex did this (laughs) Like it's Neo Geo. That's a very obvious and easy answer. I, if you threw something else at me, I would debate, debate it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, even for me, I'm going to go Neo Geo because of the fucking price. Like, you have to spend thousands to have, like, 20 like of their quality games. So, like, if you're looking into long-term, if you're a completionist, or just getting the games you want to play themselves way easier on the Turbo. So, yeah. I would go Neo Geo as well.
0: Yeah. But still, good question. Jim, you're looking a little red.
1: What? Ugh.
0: <laughs> what's great is you don't you have no idea how long i've had these on
1: no because i've been trying to look at the camera to look at our audience brian i'm trying to be professional here God what, damn it. what
0: about me right now is not professional jim
1: oh brian you're always the shining example of professionality jim
0: you think i'm cute
1: I'm not finishing that. <laughs> Jim, you know you can't hear a song. I know, I'm sexy. Not- I got to look to drive the girls' wild. I got to look to be <laughs> the... It's my, it's my come sail away.
0: Exactly. You're my Cartman.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you get to have these real-time facial expressions thanks to this Zoom call. You should have been doing oh, this ages it. ago.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Especially when I see your eye rolls. When, when well, you, You're just eye
1: rolls and disappointment. It's about right, it up yeah, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up from Burn Retinas. Is there a game or games in your respective libraries that you think is or right, that you own the most versions or ports of? For instance, Impulse oh. buying Street Fighter 2 or Resident Evil 4 or Doom on multiple platforms?
0: Oh, I already know your answer, so you might as well get it out of there. You know what game you have multiple versions of. You no. only have one game.
1: Well the one I have the most of is fucking Street Fighter Two.
0: No, I'm talking about.
1: No, I only um, own like four versions of River Raid, but I own. Oh God, let's see here. No,
0: in all fairness, Street Fighter Two Championship Edition means... on the PC Engine. The Street,
1: yeah. Fighter Tur- Street Fighter Two Turbo, Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Two Turbo on the Super Famicom. Street Fighter Two Special Championship Edition and Super Street Fighter Two on the Sega Genesis. Hyper Street Fighter Two on the Xbox. Street Fighter Two Ultra HD Turbo Remix on the Xbox 360. Ultra Street Fighter Two on the Switch. Um, I think I have one of them on a Game Boy or one of those other things. I have, I, no, I have like at least 10 versions of Street Fighter 2. So Street Fighter 2 is the one I have okay. the most versions of.
0: Maybe I was thinking the same exact game. You just have. Because aren't they. Isn't River Raid basically the same exact on all
1: ports? For the most part, I mean, everything. Like the 2600 version kind of unique to itself. And then, like the 5200 version, the ColecoVision version, the Intellivision version. Some of the PC ports are all kind of the same, where, like, they added, like, tanks on the ground, and, like, graphics are a little different, so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's slight little tweaks here and there between all the ports, but, I mean, Street Fighter II, there's a billion versions.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, and you threw in the Digitals, and that's probably, I, I don't have many games, but the closest would be Resident Evil 1 Remake, and it's only because I have it for the GameCube. I have it for the HD version that came out for 360, and then when there was the bundle with uh, Resident Evil Zero and that that came on Xbox One, I think I have it there. Okay. Excuse me. Um, outside of that, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's gonna be it. I think that's the most like.
1: Yeah, maybe Sonic like one is like a second for me, but yeah, it's. Pardon me. Definitely Street Fighter 2. Yeah.
0: That uh, makes sense. You do love that game.
1: Yes, I do. And, Matt, last up. From Alex Perez. Favorite and least favorite fast food restaurants and your go-to orders? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: ooh. ooh. <sighs> favorite and least favorite.
1: Now, Bri, should we preface this? Are we going to include, like, the fa- the... Low-tier restaurants like the Applebee's, or are we just going to straight McDonald's, Wendy's, that tier?
0: No, yeah. I feel like it has to be a place with Something with a drive-thru. Okay. Yeah. God damn, that's a hard one. I don't know about you, Jim. I mean, if you have the answer, blurt it out. But I'm very much like, I can't have any type of fast. And I never could, like, back-to-back-to-back. I'm always like, oh, I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. Or I haven't had popeyes or like what like i'm never just like i couldn't day in day out do the same over and over yeah so this is really fucking tough man you can go if
1: you know this is see about three months ago it would have been an easy taco bell but then taco (laughs) bell took away all my favorites (laughs) so like that purge they just did to their menu was like favorite after favorite after favorite that they just what they take away that you loved my two biggest ones were the Quesarito and the uh, Loaded Griller.
0: Mmm, okay.
1: And my wife, like, one of her favorites has always been the Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes, and they took that away from her, too. So it's just <laughs> been take and take and take and take and take and take and take. And, like, a year ago, they took away the Grilled Stuff Burrito, which was my go-to for, like, a decade before then. So, like, Taco Bell's still fine. It's just, it's just not the top anymore. Okay. I, I guess it would fall back to, I think, Burger King... is the most solid, like, across the board. Like, Burger King isn't the best at any one thing that they do, but you don't really go wrong if you're just like, oh, I haven't had Burger King in a while, but Mm -hmm. Burger King's the one, like, I would love to go to more, but the the wife likes, um she likes McDonald's more, but that's beyond a point. But, yeah. um, And the kid likes the Happy Meals from there more than any other place. But, yeah, I mean, Burger King, like, for one, Burger King, for some reason, is, like, my hangover food. Like, a bacon double cheeseburger, fries, and a Diet Coke, and that, like, cures any hangover that I have. I can get the same meal at a McDonald's or a Wendy's, but it just doesn't do as much. I will say the best burgers overall will come from Wendy's. The best fries will come from McDonald's. But just Burger King's that nice nice one right there.
0: Hmm. Okay. Do you have a least favorite? I
1: don't know. I am pretty fat, so I don't really stay away from too many.
0: (laughs) Damn it, Jim. And it's tough because when the- you think least favorite, it's just like what do you not go to?
1: Yeah, like I mean, I guess like I never go to Dairy Queen if you want to count that. It's not and like I, I hate probably th- wouldn't. It's I, not like I hate I, Dairy Queen, but I've never had a reason to go there.
0: All right, um, my least favorite I can probably say of the majors, and I'll just categorize it like that. Okay, is probably McDonald's, and that's my least favorite because. Their burgers have never done it for me. Their fries, I've got I got over their fries a long long time ago and it's probably after working in lots of restaurants where other places I make fries, you realize how bad McF- McDonald's fries are just the saltiest things on earth with um, they're deep fried in like kind of a sugar batter, so mm-hmm. that gives them that kind of sweetness too. Um, but yeah, I've never there's nothing from there that like I always go there like Thinking back to like, oh man, I haven't had uh, uh like a, quarter a pounder breakfast and there a while. or yeah, or or something like that, and I have it and I'm always like, meh. Um, the the
1: McGriddle holds up, but that's about it.
0: The breakfast, yeah, that's what that's the only thing. When you talked about hangovers or something about a good, you know, just simple McDonald's breakfast that'll do it. Um, but I think for my favorites, shit. I'll th- I'll probably go Taco Bell because that's the thing I've had most recently. Yeah. Um, It's also the thing, like, I always get to the menu, and I'm always like, I can't believe how much I ordered because here's my deal. I always go, <clears throat> all right, at a minimum, bare minimum, I'm getting at least two soft tacos, if not three. That's, like, the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually throwing in a cheesy gordita crunch. Um, and then it's either I'll do, like, Doritos, Tacos, doritos locos taco supremes or some kind of uh, grilled steak stuffed burrito something like that and without well without, the grilled stuffed
1: burrito is gone you gotta go burrito supreme now they took it from well, that's you. What, that's what i
0: mean so it's like i can't even get that anymore but still like all the other stuff is just that'll be my go-to and when i'm leaving and especially if my wife is with me she knows right away when i'm driving i gotta have at least one soft taco with the hot sauce in it, and I eat it on the way. Like, that's my go-to french fry, if you will, as you're leaving a burger place.
1: See, that's why the goddamn loaded grillers were so god-tier, because it was like having a soft taco, but it was grilled, so it held itself together, and it kept the shape. You're not <laughs> having a mess everywhere like you would with this normal soft taco, or even a hard taco. Um, you motherfuckers.
0: But I do agree with you on Burger King. Now, here's the only thing I disagree. I think Burger King's burgers are better than... I used to think Wendy's were the best, and... Certain Wendy's burgers, I think, are still better, but I like the flavor of Burger King. Call you, it what you will uh, the you, flame grilled
1: you can't beat a whopper, like just just get that out of the way like the the whopper that's like the top tier, no matter what
0: yeah I, and uh, I actually like uh, I've grown to think the burger Burger King fries they're a little fuller and they never they're never like McDonald's fries always seem to get flimsy you know what it that is? never
1: mm. happens. you know what it is for me, you're more likely to get a flimsy like. It, the Burger King f- fries when they're like made right They're like pri- I'd probably like them better than McDonald's fries yeah. But it's so rare that you get them done right
0: Well see that But that's a different. I don't know if I just got a lucky one near me Every single time I go to the one right near my house The fries have been perfect Which oh. is the only Maybe that's what's influencing me Because Wendy's used to be my go to But their fries were never impressive at all
1: No like, their I fries are like soggy one. dog shit
0: yeah, but man, when they had the mushroom melt burger, oh, dude. dude, me and my best friend used to always, as soon as they release that, I would just with the cheesy sauce and the mushrooms and the bacon, uh-huh. all, dude, so good. And they never release it enough, or I don't even know if they do it anymore.
1: They maybe, they maybe do it once a year if you're lucky.
0: Yeah, and of course, like every fat kid, like I OD'd on baconators when they first came out. Like I was like, I gotta have that. I haven't had one in. Pfft, Probably since college.
1: Now, here, all right, here's one for you. Now, before I segue into this, I will say the best soda that you can get in a fast food place. I'll, I'll This is where I'll give McDonald's the credit. For some reason, and it's because they have a special deal with Coca-Cola, but, like, a McDonald's Diet Coke done right is, it's, like, unbeatable. It's, like, that perfect level of syrup and carbonation that they have in there, and it's always better than, like, one out of a can and shit like that. Apparently, they have some kind of weird back-end deal where, like, they purposely put in more syrup or something like that so
0: it's possible also i'm a big believer in the type of ice you get from places can make or break a drink yeah like like especially like you know it's fine i don't know if you're a type like if you drink through a straw but then you'll go from a cup and eat the ice afterwards or whatever but sometimes the ice has a flavor to it and yeah mcdonald's has damn good ice now i he, will say okay uh, now i was gonna no, say, I was,
1: no. do your i will say because i have my little my end all a deal
0: when i'm in the mood for uh anything chicken related i love popeyes but there's not a goddamn one nearby me um so you know i unfortunately i guess you gotta go kfc there but a kfc taco bell combo like we Ooh, used to have near wow. us that was the perfect because if you wanted to get like some of the good little sliders, like the Nashville hot chicken sliders or something, mm-hmm. like buffalo chicken, um, with some tacos, you got the best best of both worlds. Yeah, and that they, was dangerous.
1: Yep. Okay. So now one more quick sidebar: How many goddamn uh, bachelor parties has Popeye's been that like oasis in the desert for all of our collective hangovers? So amazing. That is. When Somehow, travel- it's always there when you need you. You're out of state. You don't know whatever's yeah. around. All of a- You're hungover as shit. I'm puking into a trash bag in the back of a van. And then all of a sudden, Popeyes.
0: Dude, Popeyes is, like I said, without a doubt, I will pass everything else if I see one. If I know one's close, like every time I travel for work, if I go down Baltimore, West Virginia, whatever, I pass uh, Delaware Rest Stop or a few other places. And sure enough... They have a Popeyes there. That is always what I go to. They have Burger King and other stuff. Always Popeyes.
1: Okay, now to wrap up this question, what f- you can pick any era, any time period. What is your overall favorite fast food item that's ever been out there? <sighs> I'll give you a second, because I can. I'll go first. Go because mine was the Burger King Quad Stacker, circa like two 2000- thousand seven-ish, I want to say. 2005 to, like, seven in there because they had the stacker for a little while and basically it was four of their normal patties stacked on top of each other and they had, you know, doubles and triples and quads. But it was, like, the right amount of, like, they just stacked the cheese in between all the patties so it was, like, a caked almost layer of cheese around it and they used, like, a special sauce on it that and they eventually changed the sauce and that's what fucked the stacker. But the original sauce they had it with the right combination of, like, cheese and bacon on it Oh, my God. I would kill to go back and experience that burger one more time.
0: Um, So I it's probably just if I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I probably have to go back to the mushroom melt from mm-hmm. Wendy's, like especially when it first came out. Like same deal. I don't know what they had on that cheese sauce. And I'm not like huge, huge into mushrooms, but goddamn if that thing didn't sell me. Oh, yeah. So I would go back to and that had to be. Yeah, that was high school at a minimum because i remember i like just started driving and i was still in the northeast so yeah i would definitely go excuse me with that mushroom belt
1: yeah and you introduced me to that when we first met each other at college yep. like, you're like oh mushroom belts back we're going to wendy's i'm like what you're like shut up just get it i'm like all right yep yeah.
0: <laughs> oh one more thing i don't care what anyone says one of the most underrated of all the places every time i get it there fucking arby's love their curly fries and their Arby's sauce is great as shit, and their um chicken Swiss Swiss Club melt is really goddamn good too.
1: Arby's is underrated. You know what? You know what fucked Arby's? The Simpsons. The Simpsons <laughs> fucked Arby's the <this> way Simpsons <laughs> fucked voting for third party candidates, because they have that famous line, "I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's." And after that fucking line, everyone went, "Oh yeah, Arby's does suck." No, it doesn't.
0: No, Arby's. Arby's is, great. is good.
1: And get, get the classic, other? get like the classic double with like yep. that melty sauce all over there and those god tier curly fries,
0: mm-mm, dude. Mm-mm, there's, mm. And the big trick with the curly fries, you get a side of cheese to dunk their fries into. Damn right. Yeah, and who else has Vin Rams uh, doing the commercials for him?
1: Vin Rames. I can't tell you. You've got, we've got the meat. Oh, that—that that is Vin Rames, isn't it? Yeah. Never knew that yeah <laughs> never put that together there you go you're normally, welcome normally i'm too busy looking to screen when those commercials are on so i didn't have the time to concentrate
0: good old maurice Damn. <laughs> now nah, i'm pretty fucked up right now
1: yes brian thank you
0: <laughs> so thank you we just went on such a fat dude rant
1: um <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a 20 minute fat dude rant so thank you alex great question thank you alex great question, <laughs> great
0: question. thank you once again everyone for who has been supporting us and please make sure to get your questions in we love to interact with you guys and jim tell them once again where can they go if they do want to support
1: patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game and i don't know alex you might have opened up a can of worms because if anyone else has random ass questions to throw us doesn't always have to be beer and games
0: nope it can be anything but uh jim speaking of beer i did open my second one
1: i have to get my second one in a minute but go on You son of a bitch.
0: All right, so you talked about continuing pumpkin beer, so I've been burning through my collection, but I've said it since, probably since we started, and I still think it. My favorite pumpkin beer, I'm going with the Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Ah. It's just, it's 8%. It's one of the stronger, more average ones. It is the most balanced to me of the pumpkin beers, where it's not too heavy, it's got just enough spice, but a little bit of vanilla, cinnamon, it just... It's always my go-to favorite.
1: Nah, it's a good one. And uh, creative editing. I'll be right back, and I'm going to get mine. <laughs> go ahead. All right, keeping with the pumpkin theme. Coming oh, to wait,
0: us- wait, wait. I think I saw, I feel like a quick flash, but on the colors, I think I know what you got. All
1: right, go ahead. What do you think?
0: I think it's the Brooklyn uh, Pumpkin Lager.
1: Uh, close. It is the Brooklyn Post Road Pumpkin Ale. That's the same shit. You never know, Brian. They get Brooklyn, a logger.
0: Brooklyn. Brooklyn only has that. I said logger. It don't matter.
1: It's Comes. Really... To... Go on. Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Comes to us at five percent alcohol by volume. And oh my, oh Brian, look what I found.
0: Oh God! Don't just me me me, me 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 me. Ta- in the, 18th,
1: in the 18th century, colonial Americans brewed wonderful and interesting ales using local ingredients. Barley was the principal ingredient, but pumpkins were favored by brewers. For their rich, spicy flavors, which <sighs> melted perfectly with malty barley, Post Road brings you a delicious rendition of this traditional American classic.
0: You know, Jim, if there was a barber shop nearby and we were trying to make amends, I would kick you through it. <laughs> Don't make me Marty and then you'll go on a crazy tw- twitter uh,
1: rampage 20 or 30 years later i don't make me team with aldo montoya it's a face worse than death <laughs> oh no leaf cassidy that's what it was leaf cassidy was al snow aldo montoya was just incredible that's right
0: <sighs> damn it jim you didn't even need to go
1: y- yes I nobody
0: did. knows what the hell you're saying everyone knows no no three I, people know i'm appealing damn to our demos Travis, don't say anything i'm appealing to our demos <laughs> all right so yeah i've had that one before a couple times that's another i'd put it like dogfish head it's good wouldn't say it's like all this world but um most things from brooklyn are pretty good yeah pretty clear for a pumpkin beer
1: yeah no it is it's actually it looks almost exactly like the dogfish head one like both in appearance and head aroma I'm, i'm getting nothing but i'm a little stuffy so can't really go with that Jim,
0: you don't have the COVID, do you?
1: No, I don't. Like, when I was, like, when I was beat up last week, um, I had had my flu shot, like, a week and a half before. And it always takes, like, a week or two. And then, like, it comes and it kicks my ass for a week. So I think mm-hmm. that's what I had. But I haven't had any fever or anything else or difficulty breathing or any of that shit, so.
0: Don't be a spreader, Jim.
1: I'm a super spreader, spreading my seed.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Yeah. All right, what do, what do we got? What's this bullshit about seventy two percent of U.S. next gen pre order customers chose PS five?
1: Oh, you, all right, you skipped to the next one. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> right, I put these things in order on the drive. No, for wait, reason. what are you ta- Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> I live in a society <laughs> with rules. Um, all right, so comes so this we're one. Skipping th- forward. <laughs> now we're going back. I'm clicking it again. So this <laughs> comes to us from Game Rant, but this was a story that was everywhere. And we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Microsoft mm-hmm. making big moves as they just announced a multi-year partnership with GameStop. Dude, and didn't... Did we hit on this? Oh, no, for no, no. Like, no. For we like hit. a minute. Not even.
0: Yeah, and then I think I... Okay, yes. We we talked about it very, very, very briefly, but... um. You remember when we first talked about the Microsoft purchase of Bethesda, and then there was like the rumor of getting Sega. Sega? Yeah. Well, yeah, we said, it, it's okay, maybe they are just making crazy moves. This is a crazy move, but this is one, as we said last, I, I forget your opinion, but I'm okay. Anything that can keep GameStop going, because as much as a shitty company they might be to their employees or their buyback programs... It's still one of the last brick-and-mortar places that's not going to bend me over a barrel or have someone with probably too much attitude behind the counter. And I have only two mom-and-pop shops near us that I would go to that I, would, I, would, I think I'd get any kind of deal. If I need a, a current-gen game and I don't just want to order it from Amazon or I want to browse a used section of last-gen, that's my best, best option. I know it's become a toy store... For Funkos and everything else. But I want it still around. Because I want. I would hope for the next generation. They can get that same enjoyment I had. When I would earn a little money. And I could go and get a couple games for cheap.
1: Yeah and we talked about before. I'm pretty much under that same impression too. So the skinny of it is. They announced a multi-year partnership. Never disclosed how many years. Didn't disclose how much money. Or what money was involved. Of course there's money involved. Like, the article hints on it that, like, hey, GameStop's been struggling, but they don't say there's been money involved, but there's probably been money involved. So <laughs> the long story short of it is, like, Microsoft's going to be, like, enhancing all the GameStops with, like, all this tech equipment, like tablets mm-hmm. that the employees can walk around the store with, which they already have tablets, but maybe they're tethered as of right now. I don't know. I've seen people walk around with tablets, but I guess it'll be Microsoft tablets now. Yeah. And, and they're
0: it's, like, their cloud-based storage, Basically, yeah, they're getting an upgrade to all Microsoft-utilized software. Using Microsoft and Teams hardware. and
1: shit like that. Yeah. With the goal of improving customer relations. I'm sure that's what that is. But, uh, yeah, and also one of the big things is the fact that you can, if you go to GameStop to buy a, an Xbox Series X or S, you can basically go into a low-cost payment plan instead of having to pay it all up front and shit like that.
0: I saw that, so is that kind of like a light lay- it's not really even a light away it's literally like you're just subs- it's kind of like xbox gold but in real life like you might know yeah a-
1: it's like just a subscription to have a console now i don't know if you keep the console after a certain amount of time like a cell phone or if it's just you're paying a small rental fee every month just to have it and then you return it you return or it. you tell them to go fuck yeah. themselves and you keep it and you never go back to GameStop. who knows i don't know the logistics of it but it's an interesting little idea they have there
0: they're thinking outside the Xbox.
1: <laughs> Don't.
0: I mean, hey, for for everyone who was uh, under the assumption that Microsoft is dropping out of the video game market with the moves they've been making, it's clear they really are trying like hell to make this next gen a much bigger fight. And I might have already spoiled what the next topic is. But, like, we know PlayStation has been the leader for a while.
1: The PS4 dominated this last gen. Yeah. Like, the PS4 is already one of the, what is it, like, top four or three selling consoles of all time. Like, over 100 million units sold. Like, it just decimated.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, yes. And and here's the deal. I, Jim and I have both said many times... I have. I've always had both consoles from a generation. I never get on both brand new because that's fucking nuts. Right. But I play enough from both consoles where I have exclusives. I still don't get why people shit so hard on Xbox stuff because Xbox still does so many things right. Um, if you get to a technical, you know, level, maybe the PS4 outperforms. But goddamn, man, I play on a 65-inch plasma, and honestly, I'm not going to see that much of a difference. I'm not worried about, oh, man, the grass doesn't generate it quite as nicely as it does on a PS4. Like, I don't care about
1: shit like that. See, here, here's my theory. So we have generations of adults now, quote-unquote, who <laughs> grew up in the 16-bit console wars. Now, yes, there was a huge... Now, say when we were growing up in a 16-bit era... There were gamers who had the, you know, television versus Atari arguments, but, you know, they didn't have the internet, and they didn't have the ability to be man-children who never grew up publicly. So, besides <laughs> the kids that we get to see on all these different timelines fighting with each other, we get to see adults in their 40s and 50s, and up, fucking That's arguing worst. between two consoles, and... <laughs> One has better services, and one has exclusives, and this <laughs> has this many teraflops, and this has ray tracing, and you're all pathetic. Fucking, my God. Like, this is one of the downfalls of social media. Like, why? Why do I have to be... This This is also me being the social media guy for the page. I subject myself mm-hmm. to this. You do. But, like, this is a console where that's just been... Like, it wasn't even, like... I don't remember being as vicious during 360 and uh, PS3. No. It really was. Well, here's the
0: deal, and I will say, and I'm not picking sides, but PS3, even though I'm I know it outsold, but honestly, let's be on like the service was shit, the online was shit. The fact that it was a perfect Blu-ray player really helped boost sales initially. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, like 360 just offered like they they perfected
1: like, the online. using
0: yeah, the online, which is what all games are now anyway. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, PS4, I feel like ramped it up because they, it, it showed a big difference in the indie titles and exclusives and yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah, and they, they also
1: they flip flopped from their marketing too, because back in the day 360 was the game console and the PS3 was going to be the home entertainment system yes. and then it flip flopped and then fucking Xbox,
0: That's a good point. Yeah,
1: bleh, it, 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 Xbox also didn't have a strong library ever. Where the 360 had a really strong out of the gate for a couple years, and then it tapered off at the end. So,
0: well, also um, if you remember with the 360, like Call of Duty and a bunch of other games, always got shit earlier in PS3. Like it got it and, earlier,
1: and it it ran the multiplats better. It took a long time yes. for people to figure out the PS3 for programming it
0: and it's that has also flip-flop because now a lot of call of duty betas a lot of call of duty content and all the major AAA a titles they come out a little earlier on ps4 so yeah they flip-flop with that too yep but i'm seeing more and more like almost every game nowadays is doing the cross-platform with pc which, that has its own errors and well,
1: issues. Everything everything Microsoft on the Xbox is cross-platform with the PC. Cause, yeah. Because, like, it really seems like Xbox... Well, I've talked about it before. It really seems like that they're just trying to, like, soft launch and it just being, like, a game service provider. And, like, they'll just put the hardware out there for people who want it. But, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I don't know if to go into that again.
0: No, no. But, I mean, it is interesting. And I think... I, I'm curious if this is the last big move we see from Microsoft, or if they do. <laughs> I still, you know, who knows? Maybe in a couple months, they're like, hey, Sega, we got you.
1: You know, That like, would still be some shit. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be some shit.
0: I mean, I wouldn't have thought they would have bought
1: Bethesda. GameStop
0: or Bethesda. So. True.
1: But yeah, so back to the article. So, um... Oh, God damn it. No, yes, I'll accept the goddamn cookies. <sighs> <laughs> so, so, basically, the long story short is... The head the headline of the article is 72% of next-gen pre-orders chose the PS5. Now, this was only from a sample size of 511 people. Terrible small size. Very, extremely small. Comes to us from GameIndustry.biz. Apparently, 30% of people tried to pre-order and they couldn't. And that's actually, like, pre-orders for both consoles have been a disaster, like, across the board. Oh, my
0: God. It's been a nightmare.
1: Yeah, so 15% said they managed to successfully pre-order, and of that group, 72% went for the disc edition of the PS5, 30% went for the Xbox Series X, 10% for the digital PS5, and 8% for the Xbox Series S, which is also interesting because right, I thought physical media, physical media was dead. Looks like everyone's buying the one with the physical media.
0: I I, I still, I think you and I have said, there will be that uh what was it the respective ten percent eight percent yeah that is probably the newest gen of kids like there are like you and i like you're more of a collector than me but even me i appreciate having the physical right still there are going to be parents that are of the next generation that probably don't have that same mentality like probably never had cds probably never had dvds and blu-rays so all their media is probably and they're probably telling their kids like you just need a digital like don't what's the point of having physical media anymore so i think you will see that phase or well, it's like, just
1: parents going i'm not going to buy you the 500 dollars one you're going to get the 300 dollars one
0: there's that too sure um but that's a very stupid and i hate that that is just another thing to feed the beast of this console war generation or the console wars of the perceived generations because 511 people and of that 15 percent could actually do it come on guys you're talking about you <laughs> like 60 to 70 people actually were able to do it and of that that means Oh, uh 30 to 40 were able to actually say I got to play PS5.
1: We asked 100 people and 13 were able to get a console and yeah. seven of them went this way and six went this way.
0: That's it. that's why I'm like just don't put a lot into this. I would like to see what, it
1: extrapolated more, but this is like all we have right now.
0: What I'm I'm very very curious is with the news of Bethesda and we we don't have it in here. But as I was streaming Doom Eternal, someone put out there, the Bethesda games might not go to PlayStation. Like like, there's like this chance. generation, there's like so, chance. somebody wrote that in there, so I, we'll have to find the article. But essentially, if that's true, if whatever the next...
1: Now, I think there's two titles that Bethesda was already working on that will be coming out on PlayStation but yes. it really depends, and we talked about it last time, where either Microsoft goes we're either going to go for all the money possible and let Bethesda mm-hmm. put it out everywhere and we'll take our share, or we really try to push the Xbox one last time and say, fuck it, it just stays here.
0: So that's what everyone argued right away, like and it seemed like people who were pro PlayStation were like, well that's idiotic, you just did an investment of da 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 and you're not going to maximize it by coming to PlayStation. So... If, if Fallout has a follow-up to New Vegas, if whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is, if there's another new Doom game, if it really is only available for Xbox and Microsoft things, that might push people to all of a sudden start pre-ordering more Xboxes. Like I think they're trying to leak as much news as they can before these pre-orders, but honestly, pre-orders have never been the determining factor of how successful a console's been. As Jim said, the PS3, like, it had a good launch and it went to shit. Then it eventually outsold the 360. Even though the 360 did, like, gangbusters right out the gate and stayed pretty consistent, Yeah, it was the late game that
1: saved PS3. So,
0: right. I don't know. We'll see.
1: But, yeah, so interesting to see until you look at the sample size. But, hey, who knows? It'll be an <laughs> so, interesting generation, that's for sure. And it's I'm all sure about context. Be, I'm sure there'll be a, there'll be plenty of bitching to go around.
0: Always bitching, Jim.
1: Isn't all right. That goddamn
0: right? So, um, sticking with the game music. We're doing something a little different this week. <clears throat> I'm just going to say from this point forward, it's most likely we're always going to have a video game that's inspired by real-life music, as is the case today. The links are below, but I'm going to let Jim real quick, right now he hasn't heard it, click the link right there. Take a listen. He doesn't know the game that apparently uses a song, but he's very familiar with it.
1: All right, I'm going to do it off my phone so I don't fuck with the computer, but let me see here. Go ahead. All right, it might come through the mic. We'll see. Details. Matters. Fry, you sent me the goddamn actual... Did I cook the wrong link? No, you You got it. Yeah, you sent the actual what do you call it? The actual song that it is. Yes. Okay. You're
0: supposed to guess what game use the song.
1: Oh God, that's hard. I thought no. it would be.
0: No, no, no. The reason it's not hard is once again, I can give you hints, but listen to it. See, is it at all ringing bells? So the song, I'll I'll just say right now while Jim's listening to it. It's no, I mean Kansara. I know this.
1: I know this song well. But... Yeah,
0: it's Psycho Holiday. The game that uses it, and I think it's pretty unmistakable, is a game Jim knows very well. Um, is anything clicking at all? Even kind of?
1: I'm blanking out. I don't know what you're getting okay. at.
0: All right. So first, let me tell you the console for the N64.
1: Nope.
0: All right. Hold on. Let me Let me send it to you now. There's, it's not even coming close.
1: I am blanking. I think if you did it with the game version and said, what song is this? I'd be way better at that, but
0: you would, but that's kind of, I wanted to see if like hearing it, maybe it it hit anything.
1: If my powers were that strong, apparently they're not.
0: All right. So I'm sending Jim the link right now. So Jim, when you hear it and you see it, it's in there now. All right. You read it out and tell me I'm wrong
1: or right. Oh wow, that is like that. Okay, so it's WrestleMania 2000. Here's why I didn't get it. I've never owned it. I've played it a little bit, but I never owned WrestleMania 2000. All right, that makes a little more sense because
0: you you've actually you did the same thing with WCW versus NWO Revenge versus uh, World Tour, where you're like, well, WrestleMania 2000 is good because if you like the roster, da 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 da. So I assumed you naturally owned that.
1: No, I played it a lot with friends, but I never owned it because I. Wound up owning No Mercy, so I was like, "Why would I own this?" Of course, now if I saw it for a good price, I'd obviously pick it up. But
0: no, back in the day, I
1: just like No Mercy was the only game I needed.
0: Okay, so yeah, once again, so the game is WrestleMania two thousand forty n sixty four, and it's specifically the main theme when you're turning on the game. It is. I think as direct a copy as possible of Pantera's
1: "Psycho Holiday." Oh yeah. I mean, does it
0: sound any different to you?
1: No. I mean, it's no "Dick Diggity Dog," but I mean, it's a, it's a good song to have in there. <laughs> it's kind of more
0: badass than "Dick Diggity Dog." I that that's right, the thing please. of "No Mercy" that kills right. me it's like I can never skip through that song fast enough.
1: I think everyone who owned "No Mercy" like when they started to get to the menu, they're like, "What the
0: fuck is this?" Yeah.
1: Song? "Dick Diggity Dog," break it. <laughs>
0: Um, but no, it, this. So it, what's interesting is we just talked two episodes ago about Doom, the Pantera, like pull, like ripping that off. Yeah. This is no change, same melody, same beat, same everything. Right. I wonder if they actually got the rights for it. I
1: don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's like it's it's right there. Like there's really almost no change. Maybe a cunt hair enough to make it so they didn't have to buy rights? Careful.
0: Mothers listen to this.
1: Which ones? Like, all right, my wife does, but she doesn't listen as far into the podcast anyway.
0: No, after me and your mom have some Arby's, we listen to it. (sighs) (laughs) Jim, how did you just fall face first? You are that guy that gets conned into voting the wrong person off in Among Us all the time. I know it.
1: No, it's not even that I'm fucking back to the Simpsons I'm Bart when he just keeps Grabbing that fucking electrified um, Cupcake He doesn't learn his lesson Ow, ow Ow
0: Oh, Jim (laughs) Too easy (sighs) Uh, But, yeah, no. So, I thought that was an interesting one. I thought that was one you would know for sure. If
1: I had it, I probably would have known it, but, yeah, like I said.
0: Okay. But, yeah.
1: At least I can feel better about myself that it's a game I didn't own. Because, God forbid, it would be like a Star Fox game, and I'm just like, oh,
0: I don't recognize the (laughs) dog. I'm I'm, I'm still waiting to catch some of those. (laughs) I'm sure you will,
1: because I am the worst.
0: But, no, if you guys... I do have a list of these songs, but if you have anything, send us our way. It's just, it is it is fun, and I think I want to keep doing it this way. Maybe we'll go back and forth. Jim will hit me with something.
1: Yeah, I think but, this uh, makes it more interesting.
0: Yeah, um, but we'll we'll do alternatives to this, but listen to the links below. It's goddamn spot on.
1: Yep, for sure. So what do we got next, Jim? Next up, one of the most recurring of recurring bits with which is better. So I came up with it this week. So, Brian, you like your hypotheticals? Let's go with hypotheticals.
0: Aren't it's all hypotheticals?
1: Well, yes.
0: <laughs> so it's not like it's a new hypothetical. It's always a hypothetical.
1: <laughs> but go right. on, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> just going to grab that cupcake. But, Brian, <laughs> let's just say you're Player 2, and you have the option between two controllers. You have an arcade stick... And you have a third-party like pad. What do you go for? What do you think's better?
0: Uh, hold on. When you mean, see, I thought you meant just first third-party controller. Well, so, I, so so I'm thinking I mean, a like, third-party
1: controller is generally just going to be like all these companies have first-party arcade sticks for the most part. Okay. All right. Let's make it more specific: a first-party arcade stick or a third-party pad. Let's let's go that way.
0: Okay, so it's kind of like if you and I are doing Tekken 6 on 360 and I'm using like your Mad Cat's arcade stick.
1: It's a Hori. It's a Hori, Brian.
0: You know what I mean. Uh, or one of your shitty, plasticky, third-party controllers. Right. Okay. Um, in fighting games, I'm going to use the arcade stick. Racing games, I'll probably go third-party controllers... And I can I think this really, unless I'm completely wrong, I feel like that only really applies to, like, 360-gen and newer. I don't no. think previous gens really have that many arcade sticks.
1: No, basically every console generation, even going back to the NES, had arcade sticks.
0: What the hell? I Honestly, for the 16-bit, I never saw an arcade stick for either console. I oh. never used one. Let's put it that way.
1: No, they all had them, like... I forget. It. I I think Nintendo had a first-party one, but, like, they had a ton of third-party ones for uh, them. Sega had both a three-button and a six-button first-party control uh, sticks. Um, there were third-party ones out the S. Hell, the NES had its uh, fucking... The NES Advantage control stick. Yeah. So, the Master what System, think, the I Turbo, they all have sticks.
0: Um, I mean, my answer... Okay, so...
1: Hell, you could even go Neo Geo and say... The classic arcade stick or the CDs uh, or the CD, like, control stick or the controller, too? Yeah,
0: it's going to really just depend on the type of game. Like I said, racing or uh, fighting games, I'll probably go arcade sticks. Unless it's a controller I'm really comfortable with. Like, I, honestly, when we did, when you got those arcade sticks for 360, yeah, I liked them, but I got so used to just using the 360 controller that I preferred even a shitty 360 controller. Mm-hmm. Um, what other two-party games? If we're playing, like, a, a shoot-em-up, I'll probably stick with a controller. So, probably most of the time, I'll go controller. <clears throat> Unless it's... Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just say controller. Like, I feel like even a shitty controller, even if the buttons are a little too tough or whatever, as long as the inputs are okay, I'm just gonna be naturally more used to using that uh, layout and I feel like the time it takes me to get used to an arcade stick if I'm not already used to it I'll suck too much of the game
1: yeah and I'm actually in the exact same boat because um, a lot of the first party arcade sticks especially from the 16 bit gen they aren't really that good like they're first party they're made better than like a lot of the third party ones but they still like don't have micro switches for the most part they still well like Sega's Japan ones did the American ones didn't So they always feel, like, just weirdly mushy. And, like, you have more travel to, like, move left and right and shit like that. So, again, I've said it before how I wasn't an arcade kid growing up, so I never had that arcade stick love. But no matter what, for me personally, I would always go with, like, you know, some exceptions. Like, I would go with a shitty second, third-party controller for Player 2 than a stick any day. No matter what type of game I'd be playing.
0: Hey, Jim, your little flub there just made me think.
1: Is there such thing
0: as a second party? Uh, hmm. If it is, what is it? I just thought about that. I know that's really off topic, kind of. But you have first party games or third party games? What the fuck is a second party?
1: Uh, <laughs> an officially licensed one made by a different party? I don't know. That's what I don't I know I how to answer this.
0: Like, maybe if NES published a game but it was developed by somebody else? I. I don't. But know. that's always
1: called third party, though. I don't. What happened to the second party? It was a shit party. No one wanted to be there. See, three parties. You need three parties
0: everywhere, Jim.
1: Goddamn right. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead, Brian. <laughs> throw your vote away on that second party.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. You, like I said, you have really nice. What was it? You had the Tekken one, and didn't you have a Street Fighter Two one? Um, yeah, arcade no. sticks.
1: No, I didn't have the stick of that. I had the the uh, fight pad which is like a six button it was like a saturn controller for the 360s yes yes yes. and i love that controller that's a great one that's a good one yeah yeah like i had the nes advantage i have two for the genesis i have a six button first party one but i also have this one called the hori dual heavy and the dual part is it works on both the genesis and the super nes so if i ever want to use a stick i can use that for either one yeah it's got it's got both inputs it's a cool stick I was and, gonna say,
0: have you? Do you ever actually like feel the need to use it? <laughs> not really.
1: Nope. <laughs> you, like, I guess the most I would ever use I ever use it for is shmups, but besides that, I never really use it. Um, the actually the biggest time I ever use that, is, or really either of those, is when I play Super Smash TV on the Genesis because you can do a mode where you use like it's a it's two controller mode to like replicate the dual stick. So yeah. everyone's like, oh, this is shitty. You're using two controllers. Oh, contraire. You can use two arcade sticks and kind of recreate your arcade experience like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because outside of that, I was thinking, like, <clears throat> game... Uh, what the fuck's the word? Not apparatus. Gaming add-ons, if you will, like hardware add-ons. The only things I would ever use would be, like, a steering wheel and gas and pedal yeah. for racing games or a gun for shooting games. But obviously... Right. I don't even know if they they work on modern TVs anymore.
1: But no, they no the uh, the light guns don't work on modern TVs. And the closest we've had is besides either a Wiimote or like the PlayStation Move. Like I think one of the later Time is had uh, PlayStation Move support. So yeah, it's about oh, the dude. the best you're gonna get. So or actually now reasons... VR VR took over that.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's definitely true yeah okay so but no yeah the the i don't know man like it, i know what they're going for and i and the neo geo as you said like their standard gamepad is the giant thing
1: yeah and that's got um, the micro switch like that's a, that's a really good stick that they give you
0: i i like yeah it's kind of like playing like if they if for some reason you had a pinball game and they just give you two buttons instead of a control like what would be the point like at that point just go to the arcade and do, i don't know
1: that's actually, like, you know, the big... If you want to go with pinball, then fucking, like, arcade one-ups coming out with pinball machines, but it's just a digital screen. So, like, you have a digital screen that's, like, raised but up with, and you have buttons on the side. But it's just a screen for the game. It's not, like, an actual, like, miniature yeah, it's pinball it's not an thing. actual...
0: So you don't get the mechanical feel of it all. And right. The, yeah. and,
1: and that, like, real physics and all that shit.
0: Somebody out there might... I mean, hey, there's arcade one-ups, they're... I mean... They're that thing when you're walking through any store and you see it. You always take a peek. You take a little extra. You're like, huh. Like, oh, Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, this or that. Yeah. And it's a perfect thing for wives who have husbands that are into games and they're like, oh, this could be a Christmas gift for them. I don't know if he would like it, but.
1: No, of course you'd like it. But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but there's still a difference between, like, replicating in, like, a stand-up arcade and replicating a fucking pinball table with a digital screen. Oh, of course. Come on, yeah.
0: Come on, now. Pinball's a dead (laughs) art. <sighs> Sir. Jim, Still there. Tell me I'm it's, wrong. It's, kind of it's it's like card games. Nobody needs to do real card games, just do digital.
1: Come on. But Brian, then you don't get the tactile feel and the joy of open of just ripping open a beautiful booster pack and realizing yep. you just wasted seven bucks.
0: But you also then can avoid all the, the bad smells of meetings. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I've been, I've been to different ones, and oh man, those magic tournaments were the worst by far. Jim, those, it? those were the smelliest of the smelliest. The Yu-Gi-Oh's weren't bad. The Hero Quakes was fine. They showered. Magic players, though, <laughs> oh boy, damn it.
0: But no, that's a good question. But yeah, I think for me, without doubt, third-party controllers. So if somebody out there. I'm very curious if you if there's anyone that truly prefers those first-party arcade sticks.
1: Tell us, us why. Let us know
0: why and what games you actually use them for.
1: Yeah, I mean the biggest ones, like you said, are going to be Shmops and fighters. But I'm curious to see like what else they use it for.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, Jim. So you also added for our underrated under ugh, overrated underrated. What uh, what are we looking at?
1: Well, Brian, to bring this episode full circle as we close it out. They golden call Axe. call callback. You can call it a throwback. You can call it a comeback. Do you not call it a comeback? Damn it. Yes, Don't the Golden it. Axe series, Which you just say. At first I was like, do I just go Golden Axe itself? <sighs> but like, yeah, fuck it, throw them all in there. Why not? Jim, are we throwing Golden Axe in there now? I guess we have to. I guess it's canon now.
0: Um...
1: For the distinguished gentleman like myself who hopped right on that. Dusted off the old Steam account.
0: Ooh, so, all right. I honestly, outside of I think you and I played some together.
1: Um, Brian that's an old drunken long play that we did. Back it in the is. Day.
0: <clears throat> but I'm saying like, I haven't played much Golden Axe outside of the actual arcade. So all of my experiences, even up to three, have been in the arcades and. Golden Axe was always that game that, for whatever reason, never seemed to have people on the cabinets. Oof. And I would play it, and I'm like, this is a really fun game. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, <clears throat> it was always fun. It was a nice beat-em-up, and it was different than most other beat-em-ups being set in that more, like, medieval style with magic and whatnot. Yeah. Um. I can remember having lots of fun in the arcade, but I never it never translated to me wanting it enough at a home console level so if, if i'm going from my experiences with it i may say underrate it but because i know there is a sect of people that love these games so much but for me it, if it's not enough to grab me and i know it's been available from every system from the 16-bit era on and there's so many things like on every digital platform i feel like where you can get versions of it I've never been like, "Uh, I really need to pull the trigger on this. Like you said, other than when me and you did that drunken long play. Yeah. I might say overrated. It's like good, but the one thing I always remembered with those games is it's a, all the characters felt really stiff and the movement up and down the planes are just, it's rough. It's not smooth at all. You might have like fun kicking the gnome or using your magic But the stiffness of the control is what really holds that game back. So, I have to go overrate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to jump right into overrated. For the simple fact that all the Sega diehards, like, they all love Golden Axe. Golden Axe is fine. Golden Axe 1 and 2 are good (laughs) games. They're fine. But they're not as good as people say they are. For the reason that you touched on with how goddamn stiff they are. I get that they're early games. I get that they're better in the arcade, but they are stiff. They're stiff, 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 stiff. There's not a lot of animations there, which, again, product at the time. (laughs) Much like Golden (laughs) Axe. But (laughs) is it janky, Jim? It's it's a little janky. It's a little rough. It's a little rough to go back to. But I guess I don't have the, like, I didn't grow up with Golden Axe. So, like, when I experienced it, I experienced it as an adult. And I was like, one and two, I'm like, yeah, they're fun. Golden Axe 3 is pretty bad. Uh I never played Golden Axe uh Golan Warrior on the Master System, and I'm unless I emulate it, I'm not going to because that's crazy expensive. And that's just mm-hmm. a Zelda clone basically. And then um
0: Did there, you play what was it? The revenge of uh
1: Death Adder the Arcade. Never played that. Okay. That seems to be the one that people say is like the best one and the only port that it's ever gotten is gonna be the the arcade one up that just came out. So okay. that's one i like to I should name that one of these days, but I hear that's the best one. That's also one of those ones that's always been hard to like mame well. Like it has some weird programming that it like never emulated like truly right. Yeah. So like arcade one ups the closest you're gonna get with that. And then there's that bad three sixty game, apparently, like revenge like uh, Rise of the Beast Rider or some shit like that. Or Golden Axe Beast Riders or whatever it's called. Yeah. And Now you throw in Golden Axe, which you can't really count, but I'm counting it. So, you have two, probably three good games out of the entire series. And even those games that are good, they're okay. They're not that great. Like, Golden Axe 2 is probably the best one of them all. But even then, it's, you know, a slightly smoother Golden Axe 1. What are you going to do?
0: I always kind of looked at this the same way. And you said, it's Sega fanboys that really jump because it was... Another Sega title. Um I looked at this kinda of like Altered Beast. Everyone looks back at Altered Beast like It's it's
1: it's it's definitely better than Altered Beast. We can get that out of the way right
0: now. Yeah, but my point is like Altered Beast is one of those ones that like people, whether jokingly or not, like have this love for. But the game I mean, you and I've played it, we've reviewed it, we've drunk it long play- that game, I wanna love it, but it's a fucking rough game. But oh, yeah. people still have this odd love. And that's the one thing, man, I will give credit to Sega diehards. When they get they get shit for their for their consoles, they they go to they they don't care. They ride or die with that shit.
1: You know and- what? Here's here's what I think the love for Golden Axe so much comes from is because before you had Golden Axe, you had Last Battle and you had you know, like two crude dudes and you had or maybe that came after, I don't know. Or but you had you had what do you call it? You definitely had Alder Beast in Last Battle before you had Golden Axe, and Golden Axe is a breath of fresh air after those two games. So it's probably everyone going like, Oh, this is the next level, beat 'em ups right here and they never like grew past that initial love for it.
0: Yeah. And and that could be like the grab for the Dungeons and Dragons and things like people of that nature. Because if you're someone who's like not into beat 'em ups and you don't like Streets of Rage and you don't like games like that, and you're like, I want magics, warriors. I think the 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 amount of available games on Genesis is kind of limited in that arena.
1: Oh yeah, they never got the uh, any of the Dungeons and Dragons beat 'em ups like the Snes got. So
0: yeah, so it's kind of like. But then again this that's is, almost
1: like the SNES's version because we had Golden Axe but those also came out later so they're better.
0: Yeah. So, I, that but that's what I mean. Like I feel like that might also be the love because when you look at well, I don't think anyone should put Golden Axe in a series of great amazing beat 'em ups on the Genesis, but somehow I think it usually ends up on there and it's probably more for nostalgia
1: it's a really important title and series but it it just it isn't it's a tough to go back to where to discover late
0: yeah so that's what i'm more curious if anyone listening if you've if you do have true love you think what we're saying is wrong and you think it's completely underrated i'm curious and if you can try not to tie just good memories with it like talk about the gameplay the control like and if you've played it recently let us know what it is that you love so much about the game. Because like I said, I I always did love the magic abilities and some of that stuff. But yeah, it's just sometimes you can't deny just a game is kind of rough to play.
1: And yeah. that's one of them. And it's funny going back to Golden Axe, like talking to people on Twitter. I talked to a few people who were like, yeah, I played this demo and I absolutely loved it. And I was like thinking, really? And they're like, yeah, it gave me that Golden Axe feel. So it's got its lovers out there. It does. And it does exactly. do a good job of recreating the old feel of Golden Axe. So maybe that's why I was kind of lukewarm on it. But, hey, yeah. if you like Golden Axe, then, you know, hopefully you got to download it.
0: Yeah. But, no, I mean, I think uh, I I actually, that is a series I wouldn't mind streaming and doing a meme of, like, all of the Golden Axes. Like, because I did, I did say I, absolutely the experiences I've had in the arcade – I couldn't understand the arcade why nobody was really playing it. Yeah. I've always had fun in the arcade, but home ports, not so much.
1: Fair. Fair, fair.
0: But, all right, Chambers, what uh, did you think of the Brooklyn?
1: <laughs> much like Golden Axe, it's fine but unremarkable. But at least this isn't overrated because, like, Brooklyn's a brewery that no one really ever talks about, but it's like that old one, it's that one that's always there that you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll b- grab Brooklyn tonight. You're not going to have a bad time with it. But it's never it doesn't have any standouts, but it's a perfectly solid brewery, solid pumpkin beer, just nothing special.
0: Yeah, there's a few beers I I think over the years of us reviewing beers, like I would highly recommend from Brooklyn, but I equate that to New York's version of like a Yingling. Yeah, maybe that- more crafty. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's New York's Yingling.
1: That's fair. I remember Brooklyn's winter beer being really good, but yes, that's the one. Winter warmer
0: is great. Um, They had—I don't know if you remember—for Chris's one birthday, I got him the Black Ops, that specialty bottle. That it was—it almost looks like a wine bottle. Yeah, that shit's delicious, but you pay fifteen or twenty bucks for a big bottle of it, um, which nobody wants to do. Right, for you pay
1: fifteen bucks for twenty ounces of Brooklyn Lager. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, but everything outside of that, yeah, their stuff is not bad. Nothing you are gonna be like, oh man, you gotta try this. Right on the opposite spectrum, Wirebocker Like I said, I am not one to ever overhype anything. But if you are someone who like, let's put it this way: if you've ever had uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin, which is usually on people's like top list of best pumpkin beers, if you think that tastes a little too much like pumpkin. And fall spices this is the perfect answer way better balanced smoother and just goes down easy for an eight percent beer it can be a little dangerous so i highly highly recommend that one
1: there you go smooth and eight percent sign me up yeah so with that
0: guys we want to say once again thank you so much for following us if you listen the whole entire time please make sure if you haven't already hit subscribe if you're on youtube Leave us a comment if you're on iTunes or Spotify. Leave us some feedback if you can. Give us a five-star if you don't mind. Um, And with that, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys.